Hello, and thank you for listening to the MicroBinFi podcast. Here, we will be discussing topics in microbial bioinformatics. We hope that we can give you some insights, tips, and tricks along the way. There is so much information we all know from working in the field, but nobody writes it down. There is no manual, and it's assumed you'll pick it up. We hope to fill in a few of these gaps. My co-hosts are Dr. Nabil Ali Khan and Dr. Andrew Page. I am Dr. Lee Katz. Both Andrew and Nabil work in the Quadrum Institute in Norwich, UK, where they work on microbes in food and the impact on human health. I work at Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and am an adjunct member at the University of Georgia in the US. Hello and welcome to the Microbial Bioinformatics Podcast. I'm Nabil and I'm joined with Lee and Andrew today. We've been to quite a few conferences and meetings over the summer and we saw a lot of new changes for the different sequencing platforms that we use day by day. And today we just wanted to give a quick roundup of some of the gossip we've been hearing about. So Nabil, did you see any new sequencing technologies coming about in, in these conferences? I saw one from a company called Element Biosciences and the, plat- the little instrument's called the VD. This isn't an ad, by the way, I'm not paid to say this, but I was totally blind- blindsided by it because I hadn't heard of it and it just showed up and it seemed to be solving all of my problems, which make me very, very, very suspicious. So I'm curious to see if anyone out there has actually got hold of this instrument and had a play with it. I... Otherwise, all of the major producers are continuing to excel and outcompete each other to give the best tech sequencing platforms available. And I think we as the consumers are lucky that we've got so much choice at the moment. Yeah, I really like uh, things from Nanopore at the moment. Like they have the Q20 chemistry coming out. So like really high quality at a base level. And so I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on that properly. But also they have adaptive sequencing, which is where you can tell it to chuck out reads you're not interested in. It'll, you know, you can give it a database and say you're only interested in human. It'll chuck out anything that's not human. Or if you say, I don't want any human, any host contamination, it'll chuck that out. So it's quite useful and it, it will enrich at the sequencing point, whatever you're looking for. So it's particularly useful for, say, pathogens. So if you take an uncultured sample with pathogens in it that you're trying to detect, and if you can enrich it at the sequencing point, you know, saying, I don't know, I'm interested in Listeria, Campylobacter, or whatever. And it, it gives you that extra benefit, you know, by getting more of what you want and less of what you don't want. But of course, yeah. you do need really powerful computer gaming machines. And so in our sequencing lab, we have like a big alienware desktops which my kids would absolutely love because they're like the most pimped out over spec you know computer game machines ever and we're just using them you know to to run sequencers i'll circle back on the q20 story i think i think there's a paper there's a few papers out showing that it works it's not just hype one of those papers is from mads albertson's group so it looks like it's real but uh, yeah we haven't got our hands on it yet so we'll when we do find it we'll let you guys know so back to the gaming computer, I, I remember like 15 years ago or something, like whenever it was that academic labs were starting to pick up like PS3s to to their heavy computing. Was that happening over there too? No, but it, yeah, they used to, someone figured out you could just stitch them all together into a grid cluster and use it to run stuff. <laughs> <laughs> except they didn't really work because the memory in it didn't have error correction in it and so 
you get random, like, I don't know, cosmic, whatever rays would just knock the memory out and the whole thing will collapse. And so the uptime of it was actually pretty poor from what I remember back in my supercomputing days. Incredible. Oh, that was always a dream of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that there's a nice, like, a continuation of using gaming computers for all of our work now. Well, they're the ones who get access to the highest tech. I mean, I mean, GPUs are so powerful now, you know, it's computer games are driving away and that's what we want. Yeah, all of our all of our nodes that we have to use Nanopore on have great GPU cards and we have we have some of them local now, like we just have to use them. There's the Nanopore offering now where they have the device built. It's all baked into one box, right? It's got the GPU. It's, it's all one thing with the GPU and everything. Uh, yeah, what's that called again? Game. I'm always very skeptical of those because on the original Promethean we have, like there's a big box on the bottom of it and that's the original computer that came with it, which was out of date and underpowered within about five minutes. And so then you needed this giant tower computer beside it. And the same thing happened to PacBio with the, like the RS2, I remember. Beside the sequencer, you'd have this giant, basically cluster in a box and again, that was underpowered in about five minutes. I think it's a P2 and the P2 solo. That's the name of those. And that's true. No, we, we shouldn't get too excited. You're right. It might just not work. <laughs> so for us, we're getting a P2 solo. And our plan is actually, it's not top secret, don't worry. Our plan is actually to run it from one of these gaming machines we have already. We need to put in some upgrades into it, but it should work in theory. Fantastic. The adaptive sequencing sounds really amazing because we can, I know that we have the ability in our lab to sequence like a couple of Listeria or something and, you know, just suddenly end up with like 200 megabytes of raw reads. (laughs) And then we just have to store that forever. So it'd be great if they were just, you know, limited to just what we're sequencing for right up right off the bat. Now, it doesn't only give you that, like what it does is it might read set first 500 bases and then work out, obviously from a camera profile or something, you know, what organism is this? And then, you know, accept or reject and then, you know, reverse the polarity and the pore. But it does do enrichment. Some say, you know, between three and 10x enrichment of the target, say pathogen, which is kind of cool. And that's that can be the difference between noticing something and you know maybe getting a one a few x coverage of a genome of pathogen and not seeing it very much at all i so in terms of pack bio they do have the hi-fi sequencing that was the main thing i saw in both meetings that they were pushing a lot and that's a lot more reads a lot more high fidelity stuff coming your way i think it's mainly targeted at human genomes so it i don't have that much interest in it to be honest so that that's been out for a while and i've used it before and that's where you get your dna you circularize it with hairpins on either end i think and then you just keep going around and around and around the same little piece of, of dna and so the idea is that you know if you've gone around the same physical uh fragment then you will get much higher quality when you put it all together so you kind of do a consensus as you go along I think the step change that they were touting is that now you've got that but more of it with the new with the new boxes you can get a lot more throughput yeah what i always found with pack bio though was 
it's kind of limited in that you it's kind of a one size fits all nearly whereas we say with nanopore you have stuff flowing through and you can just kind of stop it and wash the flow cell put it in the fridge then come back to it again whereas at high with pack bio it's like you're going to do these human genomes that's it there you go yeah that's where the money I is feel like pack bio chases human genomes maybe i'm wrong but i feel the same which is fine and then you know humans are important too sometimes and then Illumina is meant to be trying to extend their read lengths on some of their platforms. Yes. So we've seen the announcement of the complete long read solution, which so so that's now coming available. And they've made some, there's a new instrument, the Illumina NovaSeq, and there's some changes to the ESC, to the sequencing by synthesis chemistry, which all looks very interesting. It will be. I mean. They're short reads, but if you can get them slightly longer, they are more useful. They're saying they're touting that you're going to get an, a read in 50 of six to seven KB and the, you know, read length around like up maybe over 30 KB. So you can kind of think what that distribution looks like. That's to me, that's enough. 6K is enough for me. I'm happy. 6K solves most issues in E. coli for me. You, you get complete E. coli from 6K easily. Well, maybe you still have like tandem phage repeats and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, okay. So I just sequenced 100 E. coli, 96 E. coli on Nanopore. And the first experiment we did, it didn't work very well. And we're getting about an average of one and a half KB read length. And then we modified it slightly and went a little bit bigger. And then, yeah, it, it all kind of worked mostly. So when you get up to around the 5kb everything just your your life just magically sorts itself out nice yeah so there was that the the, the touting a new long read approach and the the NovaSeq. i don't know if you can tell us about that andrew you've had a look at that closer than i have what's the value add there so i think they've made some changes with reagents so you can ship them a bit easier so is it shipping at room temperature no room temperature fridge temperature fridge. instead of free, yeah, yeah. frozen yeah, you don't need yeah, you don't need total cold storage for the for the reagents. And then Files. there's some nicer kits coming out for like the next seek. God, is it two thousand now? I, I can't remember to keep up upping the numbers, but basically the next seek has a few new kits and they're gonna be longer reads and, and whatnot, which is kind of nice, you know, more cycles to the point where you could maybe get, you know, much better, say, 16S sequencing out potentially do a few hypervariable regions in one go or even the entire 16s in one go which i know some people really like i i don't particularly but there you go i think it's up to 300 isn't it as a minimum they were talking about 300 yeah paired ended but potentially even longer and uh, they're a bit more cautious about that you know but 300 we know it works in the myseq so it's quite reasonable that it would work on a on an xseq Although obviously it only uses uh, two channels instead of four. I like the yeah, so, so I think that's the main change there is bringing, yeah, MySeq, you know, 300 base pair to, to the next seek machines, higher throughput. And those are, but yeah, and it is a difference because of that difference in the number of channels. I do remember years ago at a conference seeing someone had hacked the, the kits and they're on a MySeq and they're getting like 400 paired ended out of it. Like they're related to them, you know, obviously putting in more reagents, whatever. But, you know, you can push a bit further. Don't know about the quality, but you can push it. 
you can always push it. I think even I remember you you could push four five four like it or or Selexa like you could just keep pushing it. It's just a question of the base the base quality is just it, it whether how long it takes for the base quality to just fall off a cliff. Yeah, I haven't seen too many people push the sequencing chemistry for four five four or Illumina too far without the the quality dropping. So I'm interested. With these longer reads, did they? Do you guys know if if? And I'm I'm completely in the dark here on this, so I'm asking. Do you know if if longer reads means like a really long sequencing time? Because each each cycle for Illumina does, you know, is each each individual cycle is not too long, but that's just one base pair. If you're looking at KB, then maybe are you looking at at weeks to sequence? Hopefully not, but I would imagine, yeah, like the run times haven't come down too much they've kind of tweaked them slightly here and there but fundamentally those cycles just take time and it's probably going to mean much longer like do you remember back in the day like it would take it would take days was it up to 10 days to do one run on a, on a high seek. platform yeah on a high seek yeah like we might be getting back to those days you know if we're doing very 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 long reads interesting it's yet to be seen. I don't know. And you know, if after it comes out, then you know someone out there is going to be hacking it to figure out how to reduce it, and we'll get another advance. I'm I'm looking forward to the future on this. No, it's yeah, a great but... future with sequencing. There's so much, so much coming out to play around with. We need new terminology, though. I mean, we have short reads, and are, would these be the medium reads? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. maybe we should define it. You know, like is medium reads, you know, things that are a few thousands. Long reads are things that are tens of thousands and above and maybe ultra long or over a million. I, I don't know. Maybe someone needs to write a little paper just defining these things. I, oh, I got it. Fourth generation sequencing. May the fourth oh, be with you. Oh, thank, <laughs> thanks, Lee. I think we can. <laughs> don't, don't cut that. <laughs> fourth generation. Oh, well, you heard it here first from Dr. Lee Katz, fourth generation sequencing. The new 4.0. Maybe, maybe we should stop measuring the reads on their size. I don't know. Sort of pretty, pretty variable. You mean quality over quantity? No, I, th- I think it, I don't know. It's, it's just maybe we should just refer to it by the, by the technology now. Because it is so variable, the read length is... 300 base pairs being short is is ridiculous. Short was 35 base pairs. Yeah, it Remember? was. <laughs> yeah, it was. What is this like reads, read length inflation? Like, what is this? It's inflation. It's, I've got another name for it. 5G. You can't Even call cut. it 5G. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it's an inflation. I agree. We're We're getting more and more used to longer and longer. Ah, uh, yeah, we're all spoilt these days. Trying to assemble anything with 50 base pairs and see how far that gets you. Actually, thinking about it, like a lot of the software has been written for long reads, doesn't support paired ended. So, does that mean you're going to have another generation of software tools which are, you know, to support these medium length reads potentially? Yeah, that was a problem, right? With, with some of the older tools, because they were very, they didn't handle long, long, at that point, longer read lengths guarantee a lot of it's hard coded not to work with like i don't know over 300 paired ended you know and if illumina were to push it a bit further 
half the software we use for Illumina would just crash and burn. You think if we go into like the spades or Skiza source code, like there's some kind of constant in there? There's always people putting in optimizations and it might be maybe memory or stack sizes, things like this, you know, and somewhere some, you know, it'll be in there hard-coded oh yeah no one's gonna have short reads longer than x so i'll just assume maybe no one will have paired ended reads that are longer than thousand bases and what happens if you have a thousand and one and on that bombshell i think we'll draw to a close we've been talking about the various different advancements and sequencing technologies we've seen over the summer at the range of different uh, events we've been attending it's been me and nabil Lee and Andrew with you today, and we'll see you next time on the Microbin V podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us at home. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the platform of your choice. Follow us on Twitter at Microbin V. And if you don't like this podcast, please don't do anything. This podcast was recorded by the Microbial Bioinformatics Group. The opinions expressed here are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of CDC or the Quadrum Institute.